our research title is Functional Analysis of Enzymes Involved in D-Amino Acid Biosynthesis in Mycobacteria as Targets for Potential Therapeutics. My name is Timothy Kaftan. I'm Olivia Taylor, and our other research partner is Alexander Beloshenko. Our research advisor is Dr. Raul Barletta. Mycobacteria are fairly non-standard because they can't be stained with a standard gram stain process, but an acid-fast strain procedure shows they are gram-positive. This is also particularly important for our research because it means they have a thick layer of peptidoglycan, which is the central component our lab is targeting. M. tuberculosis is the mycobacteria responsible for TB, and thus our research would attempt to break down its peptidoglycan wall to counter it. However, because M. smegmatis mirrors many similar properties and is safer to work with in a lab because it isn't pathogenic, we actually use M. smegmatis strains in place of M. tuberculosis. Mycobacteria are aerobic, but they can actually survive and grow in low oxygen conditions and take on a rod or bacillus shape. The World Health Organization reported that in 2015, there were 10.4 million people living with tuberculosis, 1.4 million deaths were attributed to tuberculosis, and 6.4 million new cases were diagnosed. Furthermore, this poses an even larger potential risk because currently a third of the world's global population is infected with the bacteria that causes tuberculosis, Mycobacterium tuberculosis, which means that although these people may not currently have the condition, they may develop it in the future. Additionally, there's been a recent emergence of drug-resistant strains, so it's important to find new targets when designing drugs, which is what our lab is currently doing. Previously published research from our lab entitled Isolation and characterization of M. smegmatis MER-I mutants suggests the existence of new pathways of deglutamate biosynthesis by Gov, Rathnea, and Fatima Barnoe. Tells us that inhibition of known enzymes does not prevent cell growth. This slide shows the biosynthesis of peptidoglycan. As can be seen here, L-alanine is converting to D-alanine via alanine racemase. What was shown in previous research was that when alanine racemase, or ALR, is inhibited, cell growth can still continue. This slide highlights the stereoisomer conversions between amino acids glutamate and alanine, as well as the reversible reactions converting alanine to glutamate. This summer, our lab focused on the conversion between D-alanine and D-glutamate via the enzyme D-alanine transaminase. The following videos explain the protocol that was conducted. Yesterday, the cells were inoculated and allowed to grow for 16 to 24 hours. Today, we transferred these cells to a centrifuge tube and spun for 10 minutes at 10,000 RPMs. Now we're going to remove the supernatant and resuspend the cells in 100 millimolar triths. After we resuspend the cells, we will transfer them to these fast prep tubes, which contain very small, minute beads, and they will be mechanically lysed. After we ran the tubes through the fast prep mach machine, the cells were then lysed. We next put them back in the centrifuge so that we could remove the cell metabolites from the cellular debris. And now we are going to pipette them into dialysis bags to further 
um, separate the large and small metabolites so we can get the metabolites that we want to look at for our assay. On day three of the protocol, we prepare reactions by adding PLP, D-glutamate, D-alanine, and keto acid. A byproduct of the reactions is pyruvate, which is the measured concentration in our results seen above. High pyruvate content tells us that the reaction is in fact taking place and strongly supports the existence of a D-alanine transaminase enzyme. We plan to continue our research in the fall. Due to COVID-19, we were unable to complete all of our planned experiments. Once said experiments are completed, we plan to publish our results.